Hello everyone and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is Grant and I'm here with my co-host Liam. Hello everybody, welcome to Flawless, the music fans. Oh. And George. <laughs> Hello music fans, welcome to Flawless. Um, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the ride. Yeah, so do I. Um, so each episode of <laughs> Flawless, a host or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless and we discuss how they discovered it, what they love about it and what makes it flawless for them. Of course, we've got a Facebook group, guys. It's called Flawless Family and Friends. Friends and Family. And it's where we discuss... Every time. Zero Every time. Zero percent. Out of, out of 100, yeah, yeah. probably zero. 50-50. It's Flawless Friends and Family. The law of averages says if you picked it random, you'd have done it like way more times than like actually looking at it. I should just tell you to say it and just not to look at it. Correct. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> Maybe I am dyslexic. Anyway, this, this Flawless Friends and Family on the Facebook group it's where we discuss all things music that we love, that you love, and we post in there about upcoming episodes and albums we've nominated. But we not missed this, this But one. not this time. Except I this time. That's all right. You can find the link in our show notes for future reference. Of course, we've got a Patreon as well, and you can back us there from as little as a dollar a month, and you get early access to our episodes, access to our bonus episodes, and that warm, fuzzy feeling inside that you're helping spread the flawless love. And did you know... You can gift a Patreon to a loved Stop one. Stop it. Oh, nice. So you could sign up your loved one's email address in Patreon and pay it for them, and they will receive bonus episodes, early episodes, and what an awesome gift yes. for a music lover. Yeah. And maybe dinner with us all randomly if they were to sign up. Very, um, very maybe. <laughs> well, go. yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Let's just see about that one. Because we have listeners from all over the world. We're co-located we in Britain. Yes. Yeah. So, and it depends how much they donate every month. But we'll see. Yeah. Subscribe. For the right, we can be bought for the right price. We can be, a dinner for us can be bought for the right Patreon subscription. Yeah. Correct. So, think about it, guys. Yeah. If it's high enough, we might even use that money to pay for the dinner. Exactly. A lot. This is you see. This is thinking. Good. This thinking, thinking, guys. You can find us on patreon.com forward slash flawless amp. What a fantastic introduction! So, Grant, I have a question. Please. Do we have a guest today? Um, there are no guests that I can see in this room. No. So what does that mean? You know what it means, George. <laughs> you know it. You know what it means. I'm talking, we don't have a guest, therefore by proxy and the powers of deduction, I am nominating an album. We're, uh, we're a real Sherlock Holmes group going on here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Guys, the album for today is uh, the debut album of a, um, what could have been called a super group maybe, by the Velvet Revolver called Contraband. Thank you. Ta-da. 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 I would I would say supergroup. Thank you. Yeah, I actually vote supergroup. So really? Definitely. Look super how group we've did, grown. Like, <laughs> uh, it's 
like three quarts of Guns N' Roses, basically, yeah. isn't it? It's the ones that we like. Um, so uh, <laughs> they got together. Could you, could you tell us who we wouldn't like? Well, he wiggles his head and he's got my hair colour. So, uh, mm. yeah. Mm. Mm. But you have nominated a band. So I'm going to put it out there that at, when I first got to know you guys... I should have written out bingo cards of bands that you would nominate. And I think by now I would have got at least a line or two lines <laughs> for Grant. Because when you dropped Velvet Revolver in the group chat, I was just like, yeah, yeah. could have called it. <laughs> I got so excited. I was like, this is going to be a Grant experience. <laughs> and um, What's a Grant experience? What does that mean? Oh, you know... Some of the cock rock, some of that yes, more grunge big power rock, rock, big power riffs. rock, big, big, big riffs, riffs all big solos sure. and raw, rough vocals. You love crude, all. primitive, basic. <laughs> you love all that shit, dude. It's loud. And I've proud. played. I've played to top, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing, if not instantly, you know, immediately predictable. Yes. Yeah, so which, this, no, this, but didn't this, you do Tracy Chapman? I know. Yeah. This, this one, this one is nothing but predict- nothing if not predictable. Yeah, you've you've swerved on us a few times. Yeah. Yeah. I think, oh, thank you. Yeah. No, Tracy Chapman, sure. But I thank Richard Hill for that. I can't claim that as like. No, you did ex ambassadors. Yeah. That was off your own merit. I can't claim that either. Douglas for Nick, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, somebody introduced us to all the music that we listen to. <laughs> yeah. The ones that, the ones that you've liked has not been granty. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's cool. Damn it. Damn all right, Grant. Tell so, us about Velvet Revolver. Well, look, super group, we could, it's a unanimous, thank yes. you. And um, the reason for that is, of course, it is, I'd go two-thirds out of the... Three, know, three out of four, five, two-thirds, 60%. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Ex-Gunners attendees being slashed, of course, on the lead bass, uh, um, Duff on the on the bass and Matty Sorum. Mm-hmm. Then we've got the additional guitarist of Dave Kushner and of my um of wasted youth and suicidal tendencies which mm-hmm. are bands that i like punk more punk bands yes punk bands. more punk, punk bands than, and than lead singer rock. of course the, the um dearly departed dearly departed scotty wayland mm-hmm. so yeah. of stone temple pilots stone, yeah which it came very close certainly i've got one or two albums in there that could have been flawless so here we go so um, they weren't even were they was was Guns N' Roses broken up when this happened, or were it's they so hard to keep up? Yeah, there was like something <laughs> happening like with the Chinese democracy. I thought it was while they were waiting for that to happen that this happened, or something. But then, like it said, the form of this, this, and this were got together to play. So I don't. It was, 8th of June two thousand and four. Yeah, who even knows? RCA. Well, I can. I mean, spaghetti incident would have been ninety five, right? End of ninety five, I think. So Chinese democracy to come after, well, Use Your Illusions was 92, 91, 92-ish, 93-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, um, spaghetti incident, and then there was nothing. nothing. So these guys were sitting on their asses, or yeah. a couple of them, forgive me, they would have been doing side projects. Mm-hmm. And um, they get put together and and, uh, and release this. It, de- it debuted at number one on the Billboard 200. And... Um, Sold 256,000 in the first week, which is the best ever debut for the now for a new rock artist in the sound screen era. No, according to cool. there we go, Wikipedia. Yeah, double now double platinum, double platinum. Way, so that's two double million. Platinum, their, yeah. pla- their platinum Jeez. is a million, ours is a little less than that. Yeah, yeah, so we're okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> four million worldwide. Okay. And yeah. um, and Rena Riff 
Riffy, Riffle, forgive me, is the silhouette of that's uh, her okay. silhouette. Right. Um, ah, it's okay. an actress. Number one in the US, number two in Australia, number one in Canada, and number 11 in the UK. Yes. What do we say? Had, so, George, <laughs> bingo. Granty's yeah. bingo. And you, you, bingo. Would have, you would have said this was. I would have put easy. the revolver into Granty's bingo, yes. Definitely. Um, Granty's bingo um, also does include Stone Temple Pilots, obviously. Um, and we've done Pearl Jam. That's yes, cool. Um, One of my regrets. Uh, In terms of album choice. Album choice, yeah, I know. Mm. Um, so, yeah. But. Um, there are a few. I'm not going to say them, but there are a few bands that when you when you do bring them, I am going to say, bingo, <laughs> and I'm going to call it, and you're going to buy me a bon present. Bon Gunners. Of course, Gunners. Tea and Sympathy. Bernard Fanning. You didn't see that one. You didn't see no, it. Didn't yeah. see that, that, one. that was on me. <laughs> that one's on you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but um, so I have heard Velvet Revolver before. Nice. Yes. Um, they have you seen them? Did you see them? I have not seen okay. Velvet Revolver before. However, Duff McKagan mm. is one of the nicest men I've ever met in real life. Oh, yeah. Documented. Mm. Not only is seen, documented. Because documented. I could have seen lots of people. Correct. But you've got a picture. I've got a Polaroid picture where Duff McKagan was doing the GNR tour. And came to my coffee shop in Brisbane to buy coffee for him and his three bodyguards who were fucking built. Yeah. <laughs> um, really? Hey? And three. Three bodyguards, yeah. Um, and uh, he came up and he did the ordering for everyone and paid for everyone and everything like that. And I was like, you know, you're here for Guns and Roses. <laughs> Um, and he's like laughing just going yeah and I'm like oh it's cool like it's really nice to meet he's like hey I'm Duff I'm like I know Um, thanks for that but um, he still was very polite enough to introduce himself it is very polite and then I had to quickly tell my staff who were 17 year old girls (laughs) that he is a celebrity Um, treat him differently treat him differently he's a celebrity he needs Um, to be treated differently but I, we had like ice creams at the time, and I took out um, an Australian favourite called the um, Golden Gay Time, and I handed it and said, "Does anyone want one of these?" And Duff took it from me, gave it to his most terrifying security guard, who held it up, and Duff took pictures of it to document his tour of his security guard holding a Golden Gay Time. And then when I said, because he had an ice lassie, uh, when I said, can I take a picture? He said, let me get one of your branded cups and I'll hold up one of your branded cups in nice. the picture. How good, hey? Yeah. He doesn't have to do that shit. No. Just and even, nice. even just taking the photo is great. Correct. But he hung around level. like 25 minutes. Yeah. Even, we were dead. Yeah. It was great. Um, he hung around chatting, was just talking. And I think he just really enjoyed talking to like a bunch of like young women and like, like not in a creepy way. Like, yeah. in, like they were like just to be human. Yeah. And also the fact that the younger two had no idea mm-hmm. who he was. And he was like totally cool about it. So um, I have a picture of Duff McKagan and it's cool. Cool. It is very cool. 
I have read his book. I have his book. Nice. So, Good book. Oh, look, yes, because you think I think um, out of so I've I've got Slash's one, I've got Duff's and Stephen Adler, and Adler's uh, um, Appetite for Destruction, and um, Duff's one is the the general thing about these these um, musicians is you know comes from significant challenges, gets famous with a, with drugs, and and mm-hmm. then I like sort of scrape my way to where I am now. Whereas he's he appears and certainly looked physically when I watched the at the Gunners concert to be in great shape and he found mountain biking is super clean now and runs a financial services business as well yep. on the side. Um, so it's he broke the genre. He's got your, for, he's got your, life, he's got your idea life. Well, <laughs> oh wow. I never had the excess, right? <laughs> yeah. Um all the tens of thousands of crowds rock, shouting rock on, at me. I can't, can't see number one rock rock on the side. Yeah, like geez. Um, so yes. Anyway, Duff, that's a good story. Thank you. He's a great guy. So um, yeah. So I've heard the. Um, I don't know that I've heard the album before, but I definitely like knew it was them. And um, it's hard not to listen to an album like this and go, "Sorry, is that Scotty <laughs> singing?" Yeah. Or it is. It, yeah, I think that's like, fair. And, yeah. it, and it's also maybe a bit like. Hold on a second. It's been a minute and a half. Are we listening to Slash? Yeah. yeah. Yes, we are. <laughs> so, and then we, and we move through the album. And so we go. Yeah. And so definitely dance to some of their stuff in the past. No of them, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, end to end, this is the first time. Cool. Um, yeah. I'd heard of them and I definitely knew they were a super group, but I could not tell you who they were a super group of until, oh, really? I, until really? I actually... I knew, I knew they existed... If, if I had to guess, I probably would have said someone from Guns N' Roses, people in Guns N' Roses were involved. But that's that's as much as I could remember. I definitely never heard any music or remember any of the songs. Wow, really? Right? Okay. But we've gone the wrong order, Grant. Tell us how you found out about <laughs> Oh, <Bob> yeah. <laughs> we, we missed something. No, no. That's, as, I mean, the, as the host and nominator, look. how did you discover Velvet Revolver? Apart from them saying, hey, we're from Guns N' Roses. And you're going, No, I mean, not even. Not no? even. Right. So, so in... in the mid two thousand, so I migrated here in two thousand and six, and back in those old days, um, people would pirate things. It's not nice, okay. Mm-hmm. And someone at work, I'm not going to name them or there where I was, said we were swapping music or whatever. I wasn't even swapping because I didn't even have any of that sort of facilities to swap. But they said, "Have you heard Velvet Revolver?" And I. So in some some download sort of Napster style, I got this, you know, this music, and I was mm. like, "Well, geez, there you go." And then in two thousand and ten, when I moved to Sydney, when I got a voucher, I got this album right. in compact disc. So I actually do yeah. own this. As hey. well. Um, so you because got, it's so good. They gave you the MP3s. Yeah, but did you know who? No, no, no. I still didn't know. Okay, and even right. and, and probably to be honest, on, on now that you're asking me, you're thinking about it, would have been beginning of eleven. I've, I get like I don't know, hundred and fifty or two hundred bucks or something for for of, in vouchers. So yeah. I go and buy this, and I'm like, wow, so had, look at these guys. This, this is slash. Yeah. And it's Scotty. Okay, so once, you get, the, once you get the CD, you yeah. realize then I realize it. Was. Like, wow. whoa, come on, right. guys! Like, look at this. This is this is unreal. Mm. Um, and I can only liken them to 
you know, traveling Wilburys. Well, if we really go back in, in, in the past, which is you know, Orbison and, and Tom Petty, etc. So mm -hmm. this is, this is a, a great collection of musicians. Yeah. Um, but I'm intrigued that you hadn't heard of them. So yeah, okay. So yeah, so no, so I'd heard I'd heard the band, of the band Gold yeah. Revolver, and you yes. know around, but and I knew they were a super group of like heavy mock, heavy metal, not metal, heavy heavy rock, rock musicians. Sure. Um, but that was that was the extent of my knowledge. Um, full disclosure, I get Velvet Revolver and Velvet Underground completely mixed up in my head all the time. Okay. Like completely different. Um, like I know they're complete. I have Velvet Underground vinyl. Yes. Um, and I know who they are, mm -hmm. but sometimes because they both begin with Velvet, I'm like, they are yeah. d they're interchangeable. <laughs> right. So um, yeah, it, this made sense. So do you know mm -hmm. how they came about, Brian? I don't. Okay. So. Uh, Slash, Duff and Matt Sorum got together to play a tribute concert for Ailing Motley Crue drummer Randy Castillo in Hollywood in 2002 or so. Doesn't yeah. Rounding um, so out the band at the time was Buck Cherry frontman Josh Todd and guitarist Keith Nelson. Um, they had a show and Slash, Duff and Matt were like, hey, we're still pretty good. We, we can still do this, we right? Can still, we still got we this. We still know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. those, those, those other, uh, we should start our own project. Do we want to get those other two guys? No, fuck those no. guys. Piss them off. But the three of us, we're still pretty good. <laughs> we're still okay. We're still okay. Nice. And that's where they did. And then they got Dave in and then they started auditioning. Um, for a lead singer. Yeah, for a lead singer. And they, they were getting people coming in and they it wasn't wasn't really working and they were kind of like, they were losing a bit of um, impetus. And then um, they gave, Scott Whelan came in and they gave him Fall to Pieces, the, the music for that and sort of the stuff for that. And he went away. So it's track number six. Mm -hmm. And um, third single, yeah, single. And then he went away and he came back, and they were just like, Yeah, so they said, uh, No matter who sang it, it always sounded like a top 40 song. When Scott came in and sang it, he was going through all this shit trying to get his life back together. He wrote the lyrics, and the way they fit the music was chilling. The night he sang it was the same night he got arrested, so it's a poignant timepiece for us. So he actually got arrested, so he came back and sang it, and they were like, Yeah, you're great. He's like, Cool. Did a bunch of drugs, went home, went off, and got arrested for drinking and for doing driving while in. Oh, um, no. Influence of drugs. Yes, so then that was one of the times that he was in sort of rehab and various situations. So then they mm -hmm. they were like, but we still want you to be in the band. So mm -hmm. they worked around his various things that he had to do. Challenges, for that. There, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, and that was and that was it. They were off. Well, it's a great. I mean, I, I've um, that 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 intro to fall to pieces is all is almost um, oh, sweet child of manish mm -hmm. with with slash just. No, it's really relaxed, mm. isn't it? That opening, twinkly, yeah. and the vocals come in crudy almost. Mm -hmm. Crudy. Yeah. Well, it was there, and of course, certainly, definitely. And then you get to the chorus, and you're like, "We're in a stadium, guys." Yes. Yeah, yeah, mm. for sure. Yeah. So it was a Whelan penned about his battle with heroin, and the toll it took on his wife. Mary Forsberg, who then starred in the video for the song. Yeah, she suffered so she, terribly. Yeah, so oh. she was sort of starring. She went, yeah, into this video song, which is really cool. There's a really cute thing um, that he wrote, which was really introspective in the lyrics. I keep a And 
I listen to, I don't know, like, that's going to be so relatable to so many of the audience. Mm. Like, um, thinking about, like, the troubles he's like going through. And stuff, and yeah. Yeah, but it's not, like, so overt that it's, like, my memories of you or no. my memories of this. Yeah. It's, like, my memories and this is the impact. And so that vulnerability of a man singing out to, in a song in a supergroup that then go on to go double platinum or whatever, like, mm -hmm. it's really important. Yeah. Now, four million worldwide, eh? So the, this, this album did it right. But, mm. I mean, it opens with, with Sucker Train Blues and the guitars and then sirens. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they really want to set that standard and that style right. Like, I think it's, it's almost like the guys from Guns N' Roses and it's not like I'm not an expert in this style of music but for me there was a lot of Guns N' Roses in this album yeah, sure. as well because obviously three musicians from it mm -hmm. but this was kind of like they were like hey the three of us we can do we can still do this and now we need to prove to everybody we can still do this so on this very first song we're going to go like hard and yeah. fire, just like show everyone that we're still doing this we're still mm -hmm. the band the three guys that you love doing the stuff that you love I think also I think I agree entirely but it, it's 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 more, if I were to compare the Gunners albums, it's more Appetite than it is Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. Cool. It's, it's like, it's fast and, and hedonistic and, um, and there's an attitude that's not this, I uh, feel that they dialed it back from, from Use Your Illusion into 1 and 2, I always felt were very commercialised. Mm -hmm. You know, now we're going to hit the market proper, etc. whereas this one is, is more relatable, I feel, to, to Appetite, even though Maddie Sorum wasn't involved. Bigger and bigger. Yeah, 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 mm -hmm. correct. yeah, correct. But they're setting the scene for the yeah. album. Yes. Yeah. Um, but the lyrics in that one are a little unusual. Okay, I wonder if we've got the same ones. <laughs> I think we might do. What the fuck? What the fuck is that? What does it mean? <laughs> yes. Like, it's this pre or post cleanup of yeah, heroin. Yeah, that's, that's like, right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, there is some stuff in this guy's head that I do not want to know. It was, we were totally like <laughs> lyric buddies on that one. Nice. I was like, um, but I'm glad that you I got I didn't write them down because I was like, oh. <laughs> what is but, that? Um, excuse me, What's a tape worm? Ocean Rock? Yeah. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> Like, I, I wrote down, don't look at me now. Yeah. It fell too yeah. fast, your wings won't hold. But yeah. Which is sweeter. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And less graphic. Though. Yeah, but it's one way to open a record. Sure. And do it for the kids. Oh, that was a heartbreaker. Yeah. I, I, I just had that it was like a, I didn't, I didn't, it was like a head, headbanger toe yeah. toe. Like I, I found I had like to tap my toes a lot. The whole like relationship discussion yeah, and stuff which is, like which that. Which is like it's a darker song. Darker, yeah. So like from a heartbreaker perspective, you know, like staying together, leaving, mm. and it's on behalf of the kids. So it feels like that's Do the it real. For the kids, yeah. Yeah. Went too fast. I'm, I'm out of luck. I don't even give a fuck. And off it goes. Lyric buddies. I got that one down as well. But then nice. the, like it's a toe tap. Like I, I was sitting yeah. here. I just listened to it toe tapping along. I was like. Yeah. This is an up, this not upbeat, but this is a, a punchy yeah, song. Yeah, it's like the, the slash solo in this one is super fast. Like he's like it's like he does fast solos all the time, but this one was even faster than yeah. normal. And it's yeah, super catchy. Um, solo really early. Yeah, like going. I mean, here we go. And they've got a formula, right? I mean, like, these are no. There's going to be slashes coming in there, yeah, um, somewhere along the line. And Scott owning the lyrics, right? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Then into 
big machine which has got that bassy, sexy goodness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And smooth vocals. Um, but that's the one about capitalism within the music scene and druggies mm. and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then believing what you see in the media as well. Yeah, definitely. Everybody's again. Hey, come on, man. Yeah, like, just like the way this, and it's like you, because you know, peeking behind the curtain for people, Grant just said the words, and then I dropped the actual lyrics into a thing. Like you read that, you read that just written down on a piece of paper. It doesn't sound like much, but the way it's delivered and the sneer and it's like the mm-hmm. it's a the sneer. Snark of like yeah. that. I hate it's like, like I hate this, and I hate the way people do yeah. it, and I'm. You know, I'm involved in it as well. Like, I'm as, as much as blame as anybody. We're all in this all, rat- Yeah, it's all, like, we're all stuck in it that we can't get out of it. And, like, I know you won't drop it in, but I hope I teach my son how to be a man now before he's 35. Mm. Like, he's trying to be a good impact, a good resource uh, yeah. somebody now and, like, not wait too long. Or he's seen all these people around him in his life. And mm-hmm. there's just, like, a responsibility and he's put pen to paper yeah. and like brought it out in this, in this song a couple of things you forgot to ask you at the start yeah, right? sure. we'll roll it out. have you seen them live I don't think you no. have because you, when you asked us you're like I hope you haven't which is an unusual thing to hope <laughs> <laughs> but I think that well, meant that you probably have more. it's more around uh, you know, the jealousy if, if you guys had and, and Scott's passing to be honest yeah, like, yeah that's um, like wow brother. I've had some significant challenges and I've um, I think we've spoken to if you may have been to forum around um, his missus saying don't glorify the guy mm-hmm. like he's he was um, he did terrible things right and yet it's just it's sad for me mm. such a talenting girl like wow mm-hmm. mm. and I watched um, and I you know at the end of last year or middle of last year I was at the um, I was here at River Stage and they had Stone Temple Pilots with obviously another guy yeah. as a lead singer and it's um, you know lyrically and, and tone wise he might have been there but it, you're looking at guys that are in their f- well, mid forties or mid fifties or whatever, and yeah. you've got a young guy that's that's covering Scott's voice, mm. and it's just not the same. I suppose yeah. I disrespect it. I feel the same about Queen and Adam, and Adam Lambert. Mm-hmm. It's like that you, you you've got an add-on. Yeah, and, and um, so yeah, that's us all. Um, yeah. So I never saw them live. No, right, and um, you sort of said you liked it right from the start. Did you think it was flawless? Like when you first heard, it was like, man, this is a killer cover to cover album right from the start or was it sort of grow did it grow on you a bit no um i don't think i would have had the awareness to think of it as flawless then yeah. mm-hmm. because this concept you know, didn't exist to me yeah um but, but it definitely going, grabbed you right yeah going to going toe to toe to, 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 uh, well, it, it did got you to the point where you wanted to buy it as soon as you yeah could. yeah correct mm. so when i when i had the cash and um and appreciated and these guys need revenue as well um there was a version that... <laughs> I that, think they're good. Yeah. Well, I always say that, you know. Um, there was a, another version, I think, that we found. I said, no, it, this ends at, at Loving the Alien. So yeah. I thought yeah. uh, there, there was a on, on Apple or on Spotify, there was an extra track that was like... Yeah, no, there no, was no, a couple no, of no. different versions that I was no, trying to figure that. out which one to get hold um, of. Yeah. It's 1 to 13. I mean, they, and they were they nominated and won the Grammy, I believe, for Slither, for Best oh, cool. Hard Rock uh, that, Performance as well. Yeah, yeah. And that was a few years later, but... Um, I, I think, you know, from how it opens to to the the softer tracks, um, in in you know, for the pieces and and um, you've got no right, 
and then loving the alien is some good ones mm. in it's got a, it's got a nice blend and yeah from re- reviewing some of the the feedback or the review of the album some people wanted more mm-hmm. like okay well, you've got these you know that's a super group acknowledged right you've got all these guys we wanted more as as um um as reviewers of of music and I, but i think i'm like you've you should have known what you're going to get out of these guys this is mm. quite mm-hmm. you know it's quite standard in terms of of song formation and and their their themes etc but anyway um so yeah is there any other double tick songs that we you know we've gone through the first handful but anything else you, um, really, you really like to get into we spoke to big machine we spoke to fall to pieces which is the third um third single yeah, so there was four singles. So "Set Me Free" was the first one. Yeah, so that's very jolty. Mm. Like the rhythm for the intro for that one, and then both broken yeah? vocals, and then he comes in with high pitched vocals and lifts for like a really sing along type chorus. Yes, yeah, had the same like yeah. So it's the fast driving, almost impossible not to nod along to, like almost dueling riffs. Mm. Um, and I feel like it might be about another one about like the, the music industry. So the opening line is You operate and motivate on synthetic cue, your mother nature ran an ad of As long as you're careful of burning bodies, your little secret will be safe with me. Yeah. So it's just you know so just body yeah, just bodies just being churned for this giant mule meal mill of stuff that spits Sucks people in and then spits people out. That would make sense because I went, I'm unsure what he wants to be set free from. Mm-hmm. So, like, listening to it, is it from a relationship or yeah. a friendship or something yeah, else felt, toxic yeah. or whatever? Um, but yeah, it would make sense if he's, he's talked about capitalism and stuff mm. elsewhere. Yeah, it's just that kept full of pretty bodies, I think, sort of set it off rather than being a, a personal one, big, yeah. big mm. picture one. And set me free because I think you need my soul. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't, you know. I could picture him in in the throes of of addiction and going, you know, I have to do this because I need to yeah. keep my habit yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was set me free, then slither, then fall to pieces, and then dirty little thing. And and but fall to pieces and dirty little thing was the same day, which is interesting. Yeah, close to thirteenth of September. Um, slither was actually covered by Guns N' Roses at the concert on their okay. tour recently. Oh, oh really? Nice. Yeah. Huh. Um, I like. I'll, the um, huh, that they do in it. So yeah. You're just like, huh, huh, huh. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I've never noticed that I've enjoyed that before <laughs> in the track. You know, like, I like a hand clap or a harmonica, yeah, but yeah. it turns out huh. I quite liked huh. it when Scotty was like, huh. huh. So, yeah. To your um, earlier uh, disdain, maybe, for other members of Guns N' Roses, they didn't cover it nearly as well. <sighs> so... I'm surprised because it would be the three of them still, oh, and then yeah, well, three and of them. Axel yeah. just doing Correct. the vocals, so it was yeah. more Axel's yeah, vocals. You didn't. Well, I never said that. I mean, you said okay. that. I, mean, I was there. I'm not the <laughs> mind, so. uh, Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so so I thought Slither's a great. Well, I would have probably put that one as my as the first um, single, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, here comes the water, comes to wash away the sins of you and I. Um, That's pretty. Duff does a good job on this track. Mm. Oh, doesn't he? Yeah. I think, yeah. Great, Nick. Um, and um, then, yeah, sorry. How about I was going to say the, the last single, Dirty Little Thing. So it's like a, like right towards the end of the album, super high speed. 
and then it actually slows down for the chorus but just yeah more of that real barreling fast rock which is i think um i'm not sure i'm not sure what um like use your illusion i haven't heard those guns and roses really? albums but it's yeah yeah okay. the, the only guns and roses album i've listened to is the one you nominated really wow okay um, so yeah I, that, which i guess if there's a if there's a link between like if you think that, that one and this one sort of feel similar in terms of speed and musical oh. style so this one was more of a callback to that one. That's why I'm feeling like this is very similar to the Guns N' Roses that I know because that's the only Guns N' Roses that I know. Yeah. But yeah, real, definitely. just that high speed barreling. Yeah. yeah. Great drumming, you know, high speed. So in that little thing, it feels like um, it could be a friend or a sister that he's critiquing about being like a liar and a druggie and like mm-hmm. with the wrong men and things that he doesn't approve of. Um, but then for himself, he goes introspective and says, Can't stop drinking, I'm a cold kick and it's bleeding. The wine is not my feelings and all of my memories are gone. And I was like, there are definitely points in my life yeah. <laughs> where I've gone to the bottle to go, I need to forget. And he's just laid it out there mm. in a really like, introspective way. Any any call outs from from your side there, Liam? Yeah, I really like you got no right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it just has that acoustic opening. It's a bit, of a, a bit of a longer song. Is that the longest one on the album? I think five thirty five. I think it might be the yeah. longest one on the album. Um, but it's just got that soft acoustic opening and then blasting this big rock song about partway through. And the the tone is, I guess, more sort of yearning and emphatic than some of the stuff that we mm-hmm. like. Is a bit more pulled back. Um, and so when he says. industry like you know you make you make these really short term you know or even you have these like one night stands or this, like yeah. this is one and done and you know you you both accept that that's what you're getting out of the moment but he's like i don't get anything long term or any kind of you know i'd like so it gets me a bit more constructive than that mm. i actually got a bit of the beatles on okay. that track Ooh. yeah Jeez. like um you know how it comes in with the acoustic and harmonies mm-hmm. and sweet um and with repeating lyrics and things like that, there was like, and there was another moment I can't remember which track where um, he's singing in a really Lennon-esque way, okay, and um, it came through, and it was not unwelcome. It fit, so um, it was good. It was just like moments where I was like, this is harking back, you know, like forty years earlier, yes. um, and still sounding cool like with this like half rock behind it mm-hmm. right anything from your side then um george other ones you want to add in um no i just really enjoy the fact that um i could hear the bass a yeah. lot um because in a lot of things we cover the bass is like the last person that we consider mm. um and not just because i've met duff but I actually have written down like um, uh, rich bass lines in headspace 
Um, yes, headspace is really cool. Uh, yeah, and that spoken word ending is looks sort of like bleak. Um, and uh, then the classic um, rock star comment of dying with your face on a T-shirt isn't all that original. Nice. And I was is like, that on headspace? Is that in Headspace? In Headspace, yeah. yeah. Mm. So it's like, if he's suicidal or whatever, like, mm. no. Like, it's not original anymore. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's almost going at himself as, like, this thing that you were, you set out to achieve stardom and you've got it, but who cares because it's not that original to be famous or to be a star anymore. Yeah. Um, and, he, and it's got, that, that, that's the reference respect to it. It's cocaine, alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I can't read that. Withdrawal. Something withdrawal. What else? Cocaine, alcohol, let it out or something. Mm. Um, and it's just a slug cycle. Yeah. Like, let's go. That's him. That's mm. And it was him. Yeah. Correct. And for a long period. It was very raw. So it was good that he put it down. Mm. I also really liked Loving the Alien. The last song on the album, which is actually the longest one because it's 5.48. Now I'm looking at all of my notes and I can see all the times at once. It starts like a ballad, yeah, doesn't it's it? A quiet, yeah, it's a quite a really softer number. Closer acoustic, that's it. And then the the guitar solo, like all the, all, you know, Slash does a solo nearly every song, but this one actually has a bit more weight to it and it feels like he's leaving the planet and taking off into space. Yeah. Like it's sort of this really alien, spacey, really open one. This one felt really like cool. Bon Jovi to me. Okay. No. <laughs> I feel, I feel more almost proggy, like spacey, open, yeah. open space sort of thing. I think just in the chorus, there was just like, it felt like I was listening to like a bit of John. Right. A bit of John. Just a Fair touch enough. of John. Touch yeah. of John. Look, um, that some of the lyrics, I think certainly in that one, you know, sometimes is all the time and never means maybe, and I'm moving on. That's a bit of John. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could give, I could give, give that a bit of John. Give you a bit of John. <laughs> yeah, sure. Fair enough. That right. we've covered all my tracks. Yeah, yeah, I've got everything. Is there anything you wanted to cover that we haven't done already? No, Grant? Or you want no, to go on think, your final pitch? I think I think we're good. So, um, just having a look here. Nothing else set me free. We've spoken to Slither. We spoke to no, do a little thing. Guys, I'm happy to go. You're um, set? Yeah. So cool. Short Velvet Revolver. Yeah. Well, we're on the we're on the clock, right? Yeah. Um, Velvet Revolver, Contraband, debut album of a supergroup, almost an hour long, certified double platinum, etc. Four million copies worldwide, two point nine in the US alone. <clears throat> there is an element of familiarity intentionally um, put in this album, and I think it shows. I think um, outside reviews stating um, that people wanted more. Might have been expecting a bit too much, certainly from where these where these guys were in their lives. I think if you were to look at this up front and say, you know, you've who are the artists on this album? What am I getting? You'd go, yep, I'm I'm up with that, and that's what you get. It's quite a quite a you know classic opener with you know guitars and sirens and and Scotty's way Scotty Whalen's voice is unforgettable. I think it goes. Um, it's fast enough and it plays to Slash's strengths from, from his side. It's got great bass guitar. It's got great lyrics. Sorry, forgive me. Maybe not the lyrics, but 
the 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 um his voice is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, some questions around what the lyrics actually mean. We could analyze till we're blue in the face. Um, great opener, great closer, and um, I think it's absolutely flawless. So interested in your thoughts, Liam. Cool. So yeah, like I said, I'd um, I'd heard of them, but I knew that, and I knew they were a power rock supergroup, but didn't know anything else other than that. Mm-hmm. And then I don't. I don't know. I only know a couple of singles from Stone Temple Pilots. Okay. Really, I don't know anything about Stone Temple Pilots, like album-wise or anything like that. And then yep. Guns N' Roses. I know, I know of their catalog, but the only full album I listened to was the one that you got us to listen I to. Pitched. Yep. Um, so yeah, opened it up, and like like you said, straight from the first song, I was like, okay, this is this is these guys setting that standard. It's like, hey, we can still do this. When I when I was like reading the thing with how they came together, and it said they came together because the three of them were like, hey, we're still good. I'm like, yeah, I can. That's, I can totally get that vibe right from the start. I was like, sure. remember us? We, we did this for ages yes. and now we haven't done it for a really long time and no one's quite sure why, but we can still do it. So let's just go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, lots of really cool songs, lots, you know, really fast paced, lots of big riffs, um, Slash doing his thing, which is really cool. Um, I loved some of the songs that had like a little bit more imagination in their construction. So like Slither, yeah. Loving the Alien, okay. just took took what I knew they could do and just fiddled with it a little bit and um, Fall to Pieces as well. I really like that one as mm-hmm. well. The problem was, and you talked about the reviewers wanting more, I wanted, you wanted, I more. wanted more. That's okay. When, when they did like three or four songs, I was like, oh, here's how we play with our sound and textures a little bit. I was like, awesome. On 13 songs, I want more of that. Or sure like nine songs with just a couple that are the, the three or four imagination ones yeah. and like four or five that are the more straightforward ones. Mm-hmm. But as I was going through making notes, so it's like a legal eye song, fast paced, big riff in the bridge, spectacle, another big chunky number. I was just writing that down way too often for too yeah, many, for too okay. many songs that I just wasn't like, I felt like they were trying to be like, Hey, we're, we still got this. But I was like, after two songs, I'm like, okay, you've got. I don't. I didn't. We need know more, I didn't need more reinforcement that you've still got this. Sure. Two songs in, I was like, okay, you've got this. If it if it had been shortened, like down to like a ten or a nine, I think it'd have been really cool. Or if it was longer with a bit more imagination played through it, okay. it would have been good. But as it was, like I enjoyed listening to it, but I couldn't give it flawless. Okay, all right, George. Thank how you. How how did you find contraband? How did I find contraband? So, um, firstly, I was like. Oh my gosh, this is an hour long album. Yes, cool. So, and that this is a genre that I know. So, like, I'm in. I'm in, right? <laughs> so, uh, I buckle, both feet. Buckle down. I've got my Sennheisers on, and of got you do. the music cranked up, and I'm walking around the city. I'm listening to it, and my pace fastens. Yeah. Ah. Because I'm listening to some like super duper power rock. Yeah, Yeah, like there is no way I'm not going to bump into people on Queen Street (laughs) whilst I'm listening to this. You know, Mm. it's not Nina Simone, is it? And there is obviously a collection of incredibly accomplished people in this band. And at various points in all of the songs you'll be able to go great bass great guitar incredible vocals like scotty's got range like that's totally awesome but i think also with being a super group there are pros and cons yeah so one of them as we've mentioned is the expectation of what you deliver 
yeah the pressure um but because they're a super group and like some of them are from Guns N' Roses and some of them weren't I don't I felt like felt like they had already and this is confirmed by Liam they'd already pretty much written the album before they brought Scotty in to fill in his bit mm. And certainly chunks of it. Yeah, I'm not sure about the whole thing, but definitely chunks of it. Yeah, and um, so because they're so accomplished, it felt like um, they could have written the album and like brought someone in and like sent it to them for them to sing over it, um, and then they've never actually hung out in a bar together. Mm. And so for me, they didn't feel they were a super group, which is incredible, but they weren't as cohesive. Okay. So in the tracks, it felt like this is when Slash does his bit, this is when Duff does his bit, sure. and so and it's like oh, this is where we highlight the drums, um, because we're all so awesome. We need to remind people we're awesome, and so um, I felt like they they weren't like a little band that grew up together and were learning to play together and like wrote an album together and all that kind of stuff it felt almost a bit forced Mm -hmm. so um i loved a lot of it it's a genre that i do actually listen to and enjoy um but i felt there was like too much competition between the um actual different artists in the way the songs were constructed so I couldn't give it flawless on that. Like, if I felt like they needed to have a few beers together, like, mm-hmm. a lot more. Um, or Scotty. Oh, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not him. He can have a ginger beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, but otherwise, um, it's a banger. So highly recommend if people like Power Rock, Cut Rock, mm. everything I, like that. Like, I can see why it sold so well, because everyone went, we love Guns N' Roses. And listened to it and went, yeah, that's the Guns N' Roses sound we love. We're, we're sure in for that. Yeah, but improved because Scotty was in it. Mm. In my opinion. <laughs> However humble. My humble opinion is I would listen to this above Appetite. Wow. Okay. There's a claim. Let's, that could be a little outtake. For the, for the, um, I could listen to this before Appetite, sure. Well, anyway, thank you. George, thank you, Liam. All good. We didn't get that one across the line, so that was Contraband by Velvet Revolver. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we are Flawless AMP on all of those. So you can join the conversation, share or like your posts, or give us a rating. Every little bit helps us find more music lovers like you. As mentioned, we have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Flawless AMP. If you'd like to, to back us, please check that out and provide generously. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.